Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hey guys. It's episode 10, y'all. Turn up, 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 turn up. Okay. And we're back. Okay, let's get to business. <laughs> Okay, guys. So, how have you been, girl? Good. Today was my off day, so you know, having a good three, four hour nap. I'm ready. Mm, I'm so glad you got a nap. I did. I'm over I needed that nap. Fumes, but it's okay because I don't have to work Friday or Monday. So you live. So how yes. has work been? Otherwise, how's life been? Otherwise, work's been good. Um, we have like an intern celebration dinner tomorrow, so I'm getting ready for that. That's an early day. It'll be cool. We get to recognize all of them for doing, like, great work. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you know, it's another Wednesday. Let's get this week over with. I'm ready for Friday. So. Honestly and truly, because guess who coming in town? Big Red coming in we town. We shout her out so much, girl. I know. They're like, who hey, the Big hell Red. is Big Red? They're like, what? Big Red coming in town, y'all. Exactly. So it's time to turn up. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good, girl. You know, this week has been <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, we'll go with that. Yeah, you know, interesting. That's a good word for it. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm living. I'm here. I got my nails done. I took my braids out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling a lot better about myself. I deep condition. Wash day has lasted a total of three days. I still have not washed Skin it. glowing. Thank you, girl. P.S. Yeah. I've been trying, like, I just, I called my brother crying earlier this week because I was like, I just don't feel like a bad bitch right now. <laughs> and he was just like, we've all had those moments. So can you not make a nail appointment? I was like, you're right. So I called and I made a nail appointment the next day. And I was like, okay, I just got to take these braids out. I just need my hair back. I mm-hmm. feel like my edges was about to fall out or something. Just, you know. It's like the smallest changes make mm-hmm. like the biggest difference. That was it. I just, I exfoliated my skin. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I, I just, need to do that. I had to get back to myself. I just got back in the gym this week. Yes. Got me some more vitamins. Yes. Uh-huh. Been giving me a face routine. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that. I feel like maybe I'll be flourishing. <laughs> You're going to be flourishing, girl, because you flourish already, okay? Yes, thank Shining you. Shining bright Lord. like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you. Okay. <laughs> Pump me up then, though. That's up. all I'm gonna do, sis, because I'm gonna be your hype man forever. Forever, <laughs> ever. Forever, ever. <laughs> so let's get into this Motivation Monday because I know you got something to bless our week. Girl, I found something real cute, real <laughs> nice, okay? Of course. It's a quote. I'm not sure who it's by. It mm-hmm. actually says unknown, but it says, Communicate, even when it's uncomfortable or uneasy. One of the best ways to heal is simply getting everything out. I love that. Yeah. Because sometimes you gotta get it out. Sometimes you, you just gotta, gotta talk, talk, it talk out, to scream somebody. It out. I don't care. Dance it out. Shit. I don't know. Talk to somebody. Get it out. Don't be holding that shit in. Yeah. It ain't worth it. Then your edges gonna start thinning. And baby, one thing you need in this life is edges. Okay. And eyebrows. And eyebrows. <laughs> I don't care if you got to draw them bitches in. Just make sure they there, please. It's a thing. And just- they're only getting more creative. Just saying. So I really love that quote, and I think that's going to get us into our main topic of the day, which is very important to both of us. But let's get into our tea. Bitch, I'm bored. What's the tea, ho? Bitch, when I tell you I got large, unsweet tea with a shot of raspberry, bitch, with light ice, never dark. Yeah, bitch, I hope you got two gallons so you can waste one and I spill it. Okay, so I have a few items for the tea this week, and some of it's funny. Some of it's just kind of like 
stupid, like always. But I don't know. think we've had a very eventful week. We really haven't. Outside of uh, Beyonce King, but <laughs> we're going to hold that off because we haven't seen that. Exactly. No one here has seen that, so we're going to hold it off because we need to give it its due respect. But The Gift actually is Blue Ivy's album featuring Beyonce and a whole bunch of other featuring people who really don't matter. Featuring that woman from Destiny's Child. Yeah, featuring that girl from <laughs> Destiny's Child and all them other people who really don't matter because Beyonce allowed actually no blue ivy allowed beyonce to be there Mm -hmm. and it was a joyous occasion i really enjoyed it it's a good album it's an amazing album i mean it really made me emotional you know uh brown skin girl you know that that was a a topic of conversation um we have a guest here but we're going to introduce her later but we're going to let her uh chime in because this was definitely a conversation we had earlier and (laughs) allegedly i mean Y'all melanin lacking hoes are pissed. <laughs> oh my god! Y'all are shaking in your boots, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Y'all melanin <laughs> about the fact that our good sis Beyonce no, made weak. a song praising the deeper dark skin they women. The deeper, literally, the dark cannot skin. take it. You women have it's been almost praised. like white tears. I mean, it's literally like a cup. Like I need tears. Tears. <laughs> We coined it. It's a phrase. We need a it's mug here. that says light skin tears. tears. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bitch, because I really don't understand. Yeah. Y'all have been praised for like from the beginning of y'all time. Y'all have been praised since slavery. Since before if slavery. If you really want to go there, like y'all have been praised since slavery, which means that they had y'all in the house. In the, in, in, in the AC, See? in better times, even though they said it really wasn't bad. I mean, who was really living their best life in slavery? So. Right. But, I mean, it's in like, comparison. you got one up on me, then they think you better. Yeah. And it, it's been happening ever since then. Like, growing up, I was just like, wow. Like, really, though? There was no representation for me. At all. <laughs> it really wasn't. Like, and I used to be like, well, maybe, I, I, I guess, light-skinned people are just pretty, and maybe I'm... And so the fact that she made this song, I was and she's about, a light skinned woman. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like it's the fact that one of the most beautiful like women in the world, period, has said this. It's right, like, very important. And yeah. I wish we had a song like that for us when we were younger. But really, at least though, our children get to have it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, we had like NDRE. Yeah. Because I was video heavy. girl video. Yeah. No, I mean, I was heavy. Like NDRE was like my. I like I loved her growing up because mm-hmm. she my my parents were very like you're black you're proud we ain't going we're not apologizing for it this is who we are like my dad is very like fuck the man and the white man and then like he's like you know really like into black I grew up being in the black history and mm-hmm. civil rights and knowing like I'm black and I'm proud. So I always wanted to be darker growing up actually. Mm. I always wanted to be darker like summertime I would spend but I like really tan in the summertime mm-hmm. compared to how I look in the winter but I would spend hours and I still do like time outside just doing stuff. I'm an outside person but I like mm-hmm. I like to be dark. You know, yeah. I would look at darker girls and be like, "Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful." 
she's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh my, like, you know, you know there that. was a meme going around saying, stop telling black kids that they're getting too dark in the summer. I hated Where? that. And I was I like, I still hate when people say I was that. Like, I was like, family does like, people all the say time. that. Family people I say I that. I ran track and I got home. I was like, what? You're <laughs> real dark. You're like, yeah. And it's like, and it's like well, well, maybe I should, you know, it makes them mm-hmm. think that something is wrong. Yeah. And see, my mom, like, she'll do this even now. Like, she'll be like, oh, y'all got chocolate. Yeah. Look at, like, it's praise. Like, yeah. look at that. And then, like, my dad, she'll be like, oh, look at my chocolate. You know, she, like, extra like that. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to be darker. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that shit was just so gorgeous. Like, it was just so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what I grew up being told. So mm-hmm. it shows a difference, right? Yeah. It makes a difference. Definitely. Um, but I knew that overall light-skinned women were praised. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I it was, knew it that. It was very clear. Because very, I wasn't you know, we popular younger, in school with the guys because I was darker. guys were praised, too. Yeah. And I was well, we, They too, used to be like, oh, if you heard somebody oh, yeah. say, like, who was fine, they'd be like, he got curly yeah. hair. He, he like got pretty eyes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everybody used to say that. They used to be like, oh, okay, that's it. That's it. And I was, I thought about that and I was like, why do I, I don't know if it really bothered dark skinned guys. Yeah, like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if they cared enough like uh-huh. women because like we were obviously they used to say like oh I want that light skinned girl with the long hair and uh-huh. all stuff yeah. like that, but I don't think dark skinned guys actually like cared like we did or like it was affected. I don't think they were because it. there were also girls that like dark skinned boys because yeah. like I always I never I've had light skinned boyfriends throughout time but I've never like went to them they've come to me and been like oh they're nice yeah. people like okay but i like i like chocolate men so mm-hmm. like even growing up like the guys that i was attracted to was never the light-skinned guy like i don't <laughs> i don't feel like i could trust light-skinned men yeah. <laughs> i was like no that, i am oh very God. honestly like dark-skinned men are like the top now so much yeah. so there's like yes. memes about light-skinned men and it makes me laugh so hard <laughs> the like see? narrative has definitely changed did you see yes for them like, did you see the one where it was like um <laughs> Um, tell me something. I could never marry a light skinned man. No, I just imagine myself marrying. Oh, well, imagine was, waking up every day yeah, you marry, and you married to a light skinned man. And somebody, and somebody was that like, a nightmare. The word. Like the worst. <laughs> I was like, they they be taking them out now. Because they was winning back and we was in middle school. Like, Anyway, well, that's, Jasmine didn't even get to her tea yet. I, just, I feel like that that's the tea. Let's get into our main topic so that we can definitely like carry this conversation on. Because <laughs> this no, it really yeah. truly does because it plays so many like different roles in our lives as we grow up. Like, yeah. I, I have light skinned family members. You know, I'm a dark skinned woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mental health is completely different between both. Colorism is Man. real. So, yeah, I'm ready to get into how many topics. How many times have, have you heard you cute for a dark skinned girl? Thank you, but. All of this makes a really good point, so let's get into our main topic. I realized I do have to change. I have to change in the cursing, certain type of things I do. I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. Before we get into our main topic, we have to introduce our guest. Yes. So this is one of my dearest friends. We met on a <laughs> random night. Craziest night of our college. In 2009. <laughs> hands yes. down, the cra- one of the craziest nights of yeah. my college career. I almost didn't make it. Almost. We literally almost died. Like, yeah. everybody almost died. Yeah. They, uh, a porch <laughs> collapsed. 
at Clark Atlanta University. Um, it was some house party, and I happened to be on the porch when it fell down. And I was stepping onto the porch, <laughs> following her out the door, actually. And um, it collapsed. <laughs> Thankfully, I, I don't know if anybody got hurt. All I know is yes, because it didn't It was a girl screaming. Because the ambulance came, it was a girl screaming. She, like, ah! she right. broke her leg. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yes, I and it was probably the grace that I didn't. Girl, break my it leg. was like it was a mess. <laughs> so grace. then I remember. Jacoby, our guy friend, shout out to him. Yes, and then saved lives who else was? I mean, all the guys that our we were kids, with, Harris, Dallas, Chris, all of us, all of them. There. But yeah. like the guys helped us down because mm-hmm. we were on the second floor. So the way it, it was like the house, because we have to describe it because it sounds yes. kind of crazy, mm-hmm. right? So it's a house. It's two stories, but it's made for students. So they split the bottom story into a house and the top story into a house. And there was a the only way you get up is up that staircase. Yeah. And so, in order to get to the door, there was a porch. Yeah, so you and there was too many people to the on the porch, like yeah. running out to see a fight. <laughs> Is and that what was happening? Yes, outside? because Jacoby was like, "Come on!" And I like walked with him. And as soon as and I we thought my y'all were leaving, foot, <laughs> and, and it I literally thought, sounded like that. I thought somebody was shooting. I was like, "Yo, fam, oh we were God. literally like me and Bridget." I was were like, ducking. "I cannot believe I'm about to be gone." My freshman, like, what? <laughs> I didn't even get to live. I ain't even. I just tip, tip, just a little tip of the iceberg. So I just couldn't believe it. But yeah, I mean, when you have a near death experience, you should understand how they can bond you for the rest of your life. Literally. Um, so yeah, she's I'm been glad my friend you said. <laughs> because we have all been friends since then. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally. Literally. That shit is kind of crazy. It is. And it was a whole group of us. Like, mm-hmm. I was. Like a whole crew. Like, guys. Like a whole girls. crew. Like, guys and girls. <laughs> what we New, New Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern Spell House, House crew. That's what we were. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it was lit. But mm. um, we almost died. And the funny story is, so I was just in town for the weekend, staying the weekend, and my mom came to pick me up, like Sunday or something. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about this party where the porch collapsed because it was on the news. And she's like, "Yeah, some people got hurt." Blah blah blah. And so I'm in the back seat, like, "Oh fuck," she didn't know. And my mom does not like me going to house parties, right? So I was like. I was there, and she was like, "You are what?" <laughs> she lost it. It was so fucking funny, and yeah. I was like, "Ma, it's over now. I survived. We're okay. Nobody got hurt that <laughs> I know of with uh, who I was with." Yeah, because we, we left right after that. We was like, "We gotta go." We, we gotta, gotta go. go. We didn't know what happened or what was about to We literally couldn't yeah. even process it. We just took off. Like, yeah, we really was like, "We got to get out this house," and we just took off running. Because I the thought car. that like <laughs> I was covered in something. <laughs> I was like, something happened. Yeah. Like, I either got scratched in my face, something. And then, like, somebody tried to, like, play with me. It was like, oh, my God, you do have scratches on your face. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. And they were like, we got to go. And I was like, okay. We get in the car, and I'm like, I don't have scratches on my Who said that? Like, oh, we were in shock. Yeah, it was bad. And we snuck into the Morehouse dorms after that because yeah. before homecoming, as a freshman, you cannot have guests. So and it was snuck. like yeah eight of the us guys can't have girls. Girls. Yeah. girls can't have guys Ooh, yeah. so they snuck us in like they and we got in trouble with the RA so if the RA is listening to this hey it was us <laughs> what's up was it white it was Whitehall it was Whitehall <laughs> what's up if it was you you lame for that so introduce yourself oh, oh yeah yes, let yes. her introduce herself because she is the woman who cannot be introduced she uh, is wow <laughs> into she is so amazing she's so talented she's so giving and so loving and she gives back 
in so many ways to so many different communities. I can't even describe it. So I'm going to let her do it. Uh, you see, you got, you got a chocolate yourself. girl blushing out here. You, yes. know, <laughs> you know, I'm blushing. Um, yeah. Hey, guys. I'm Jasmine. Uh, speaker, writer, nonprofit leader, doing a whole bunch of things. Um, but really just, I try to live my best life. That is the main thing. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that you guys have me on here, Becoming She. I love the name. Thank you for coming. Of course. Of course. I was like, I got to come through. I was like, Kevin, I got a what? A podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let me find out. And then I met Jasmine, my name. We got the same name. We 20. both Geminis. Yes. We got a lot in common. We got a lot in common. Y'all really clicked immediately, though. We did. Yeah. I always know who I'm. I'm like, oh, we going to Great. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't even worried. One. That's why this I was like, I'm going to be a Because some people I'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Because you know how you, as you Just get older, you feel it. Oh, you start feeling that energy. Vibe, you that energy. energy is real. That's why I'm like, listen, I, I love my place, but who yeah. you bringing over? Because yeah. I'm like, no. Because yeah. as soon as you yeah. get over, yeah, you be I was like, real no. big on that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm quick to be like, you got to go. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Like, the something about you like, ain't no. right. You yeah. ain't acting right in my place. God, listen to that discernment. Because every time you didn't, you go back and be like, I should listen. Right. Right. You regret it. Yeah. Exactly. So you might as well listen to the first time. But thank you so much for coming on. So we have a couple of questions. Of Our main topic for today is mental health. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a topic that once we started talking earlier, really connected with you. Yes. So can you give me what your idea of mental health is, why it's so important, and what you know tools that you utilize um, to help with your mental health? That was a lot of questions back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to I'm going to get to We're going to get to all of it. Okay. <laughs> um, so mental health, uh, to me... It's like when you really um, care about your growth, your healing, and like who you are as a person, like really becoming the best version of yourself. And it's crazy. I don't think I really thought about the word mental health until recently because I was like, oh, when you're trying to make sure your mental health is in check. And I was like, oh, but we say physical health. And it's crazy because it sounded so weird together Mm -hmm. because I think it's such a taboo in the black community that I didn't even realize what it was saying. Like, oh, you are healthy mentally. Mm -hmm. Like, that means that your mind is right and your spirit is right. And so um, it was important to me because I had a season where um, everything that could happen did happen. And I was uh, depressed. And I was like, wow. Like, and... I knew that I was, but I didn't know how to name it, and I didn't know how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, um, I had a friend that was getting her PhD in counseling, and she just happened to call me. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. Shout out to those friends. Shout out to those friends. They are so necessary. She said a joke. And like I barely laughed, which is so unlike me. Yeah, um, like of I'm course, always laughing, you're always bubbly and goofy. And, just, and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No." And you know, I was just honest. And mind you, I had been honest with other friends, but they just weren't trained in this language. Mm-hmm. They hadn't walked through what I walked through. So and like sometimes we get mad, like they didn't give me what I needed. But it's like your friends usually are haven't walked through what you've been through, or they're walking through it at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me that, and all she said was, "You are so." you are like validated to feel that way and mm. i was like well i didn't know how much validation wow. i needed like mm. i just wanted somebody to say you I, I just wanted somebody to say like you're good like it's okay to feel that way like i would feel that way too mm-hmm. and so when i when i got that i was like wow and so for me the tools that i i kind of utilize is i meditate i journal I pray in the mornings. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I know I need to, like, that. that's literally what starts my day. And I start going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I wasn't the type of person that was like, I need therapy, let me go. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I got psychoeducationally evaluated when I was in grad school. And they were like, oh, you have test anxiety, so I'll just start coming to therapy. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I guess I'll start doing that. And I started doing it. I was like, actually, this really helps my life. Like, <laughs> I really like talking to somebody that don't know who I am and uh-huh. don't love me and I, like aren't biased to who I am. Yeah. I think I needed that voice because yeah. so many people that know you and love you can say, it's going to be okay, you're going to be all right. They're so used to saying that, so that they don't hear mm-hmm. you. Um, they can be so close to you that they don't understand, you know, what you're going through. They can't see outside of uh, the scope of who you are. So therapy really, really helped me. And I yeah. had a white one when I was in St. Louis. And then when I mm. moved back to Atlanta, and she was, was she, she was good for what I needed in that season. Okay. But once I elevated from that season, I needed somebody else. Okay. Because there were just certain things she wouldn't catch mm. that just an average black woman would. They'd be mm. like, you lying? Or like, what's going on with you? Like, mm. I would walk in sometimes with attitude and she just wouldn't know. She'd mm. be like, yeah, you are doing so good. Like, wow. your oh. growth. Because we know how to mask things so right. well as African Americans we that you mm-hmm. can you can go under the radar from fo- from most white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I got to Atlanta, I was like, I need a black one. And I like prayed about it. I was like, I really want a, I really want a Christian one because I want mm. a black one us to talk about God and I got really lucky because I was like oh yep she's Christian she was like mm-hmm. I heard you talk about God I'm a Christian and so that's really really helped me in the season that I'm in now but mm-hmm. yeah therapy is like my main is thing. she an older black woman or younger I think she's in her 30s oh like, that's she, good she well, that's is awesome. not like hugely older than me but uh-huh. the wisdom she possessed I'd be bet. like girl there was one time I said you know you can just pass your collection plate over here because you just <laughs> gave me a whole word a whole read and I you know I'm just gonna go in my car and try to fix the edges that you just snatched (laughs) and she was just like she started laughing she was like this is my ministry this is what I do and I was Uh like whoo that that's amazing but yeah therapy that that has been the main part of mental health that I've utilized and that has helped me the most and I think you need I mean therapy is a great tool to use and you just said obviously in the black community therapy any kind of mental health resource is kind of like a taboo so why do you think that is well i think we just look at therapy um we think of the medical field we see a Mm -hmm. white coat um and because back in the day they used to like try stuff out on us the tuskegee experiment and different things like that they used to do all these things to us where we don't really trust doctors. So that is something that has been, like, passed down. Very like, true. We don't trust doctors. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't mess with us because they did it. They don't li- and even to this day, they don't listen to our complaints. Mm-mm. Yeah. A lot of black people feel more comfortable, I, me personally, feel more comfortable with black doctors. Yeah. I've grown up going to black doctors. Like, my parents only took me to black dentists, black dermatologists, black, like, orthodontists, whatever. I'm going to where the black people at. Mm-hmm. Because... If we have concerns, it's not a it's often it's not a secondary thought. Like you said, there are certain things that white people won't pick up on or uh-huh. they might ignore because that's what they're conditioned to ignore. It's cu- cultural. Culturally, like it really, right. There's a huge cultural difference. So when you come to me telling me that I got uh, myopathy or something like mm-hmm. we don't. What is that? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Like exactly. put it in English. Yeah. Words. And like a lot. They yeah. don't understand like how to break it down. But, like, I believe that they, like, tried so much stuff on us that mm-hmm. we just don't trust. Um, We've just condemned. Yeah, because generations before us do not. And like, I, th- not. I think the crazy house, 
used to look different than it mm. does like now. Like it was like talked about differently. I think if just something was a little off with you, they put you there. And so mm-hmm. I think there was like a huge thing about. So that's where crazy people go. Probably, like it was a and narrative. if you were a radical think, um, thinker as well, like if you were the type of person who, like, I mean, for example, I'm a chiropractor. There are a lot of chiropractors who got like thrown in jail or like thrown into the crazy house because they didn't believe in the things that they were doing, or just mm-hmm. even like say a woman mm-hmm. who wanted to be like, I don't want to be married or whatever. And so they were like, I want a job. Mm-hmm. They would probably put the, put her in the crazy house because it's like, no, that's you're not supposed to do that. This yeah. is what you're supposed. If you were to against do. any any type of normative like behaviors that they have, then they were if like, you're a woman we're who had sex before marriage, they sent you to the crazy house. Yeah. So it was just, yeah. I, I just think that that's one of the biggest reasons. Okay. And like enough of us don't do it to make it normal. We haven't normalized it yet. Um, we're talking about it now. Like there's what we are. I was going to say mental health is like the huge thing right now. Everyone is very focused on their mental yeah. health, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is great. But I feel like it is romanticized mm. Mm-hmm. more than it's actually dealt with. Okay. So what I mean is a lot of people are just putting things in a quote or a meme that we see and we'll post it to our social media, but like, do you We're really not know what that it. means? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are are you walking it out? Mm-hmm. Because that it's a huge difference from like seeing it and saying like, that's what I'm going to do than actually walking that thing out and knowing that it's not pretty and still going through it. Exactly. Um, and I, I don't think that we are there yet. I know a lot of people that will claim some things and I'd be like, but you're not walking, you're not walking it out. But like you said, a lot of people, it's <laughs> yeah. easy for them to say things, but the yeah. actual act upon it, it's really oh, hard. Yeah. yeah, yes. Often. Yeah. Like they don't Very even, often. Yeah. Any type of self-work, inner work, anything that has to do with you, dealing with you, oh, that's going to take some strength. And so a lot of people will start that work and be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm done because that was hard. Exactly. But it's like, no, it's a continuous, like, daily <laughs> surrender, a daily process. Yeah. And a lot of people are not willing to commit to that. And it's un- it's quite understandable. I mean, I get it because there are days where I'm like, whew. Yeah. Why you wanna why you wanna be the best version of you again? Like why why you trying to be better? Like wow, like this the is the part Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> this was easier. This was easier, honestly. Like wanna be yeah. honest. I was better the other way. So yeah. I feel you. Um I have a response to that question, but it's more like a personal experience, right? Okay. So in my family there's a history of um bipolar and schizophrenia, right? Okay. Um on my mother's side. And so, growing up, mental health was something that might have been talked about, but it was more so like, you might be crazy. Or like, if you have to go to a therapist, like, it's okay if you have to go, but that's like, you're losing your mind. Mm -hmm. That was the thought process because that was our personal experience Mm -hmm. with going to therapy or psychotherapy or any other form of therapy, right? That Or even just simply like, simply doing anything that was outside of like, keeping yourself barely alive, you know, getting a massage or like going to a chiropractor or like those things were like taboo because first of all, we didn't have the time to do stuff like that. We didn't have the time to worry about how we feel years ago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it was more so like if you're losing your mind and you really can't function, then you go to this person and they're supposed to help you get back normal. It was the last resort. Yeah. Versus the first. And it was a very non-spoken kind of word. It's like, oh, you know, she's in the crazy house. like, Or, you know, know, she had a breakdown. Or or something wrong with her. Yeah, it's never like crazy. Oh, you're Mm -hmm. honest just going through some things and yeah 
She just needs time to really focus on herself and really get back to who she used right. to be. Yeah. Or whatever. I, actually, one of my aunts, um, and I didn't recognize the word until I got older and like actually like learned about it, was bipolar. And so they mm. used to say, like, um, yeah, she's having, you know, some time. My family actually worded it in a nice way, but they mm. still don't go to therapy. Oh, <laughs> How did they word it? They were just like, you know, she's just having a moment, a little episode. Uh, sometimes she kind of gets out of that. And like, it's I like think, that subtle, soft voice. I think voice. somebody explained it too. There's a literal chemical imbalance, and this is what it is. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, like when you were younger, you helped her at one point. Like, yeah. you used to tell her, uh-uh, don't do that. Or don't. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah. Mm. And so, like, that's how it was explained to me. And I was mm-hmm. able to be like, oh, okay, I get that. Cool. But therapy itself was not talked about. Okay. Like, mental health was always in extreme and never mm-hmm. something like, oh, you got to go to that mental health clinic. It must be this or yeah. what that's going on. But it was never like, oh, this is to help you just as a person. And I feel like rather than promoting therapy, it was more so like, oh, here's the medication we're going to give you yeah. to get you back right. We're not really going to focus on like why you're feeling this way mm-hmm. or what's causing you to feel this way. It's just more so like, here's a prescription, go to the doctor, fill it up, and yeah. just take it twice a day and it should bring you back to where you used to be. Yeah, and then Christianity did some damage too mm-hmm. because um, a lot of Christians don't think that they can feel emotions. So if they get depressed, they are mad about their depression or they're sad about their depression. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't do this. But like as a human, if you and the, it's crazy because religious people will get mad about it but then not realize that the Bible has so many people in it that were depressed or like like blatantly, like Job depressed, like mm-hmm. Hagar depressed, like David, almost all of Psalms is the up and down emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But they don't no Preach one ever sister. No one ever I'm just <laughs> getting right. history. Getting my word. But no one ever taught um, us what it meant to feel emotionally right. and to know that God was okay with you having emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when it's clearly in the Bible and it's, it, it's explicit as I don't know what. But I, I think we always went to the whole, and this was religion part, the religion part of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Of just say like, pray it away. Yeah, let yes. it go. Let when go. Let go. Yes. All of, yeah, that all they want to focus little, on. All mm-hmm. of these little small little phrases. It's like, mm-hmm. but what, and you can do think all about that. The story. What are you? What else are you doing upon that? Like you right. can't. Like I think so many people say, pray about it. Like okay, once you pray about it, it's gonna go away. Yeah. I mean, you got to meet God halfway. You can't just uh-huh. expect for Him to just be like, okay, well. No more depression. Bye. Right. Yeah. You don't have to go to therapy. Uh You don't have to go talk to someone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to write it out in a journal. You don't have to drink your tea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. You just don't worry about it because I got it. Yeah. And that's the same thing as saying, like, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. And so, like, how can you say all these things but not actually do the work? And so I was so tired of the buzz phrases that the church used. And I realized that it plagued our community when it came to mental health. It really did. Because everybody just said, like, pray away. Do what you got to do. You made a really good point. One of my friends uh, back from high school kind of really shifted my thought process one day, right? Because I was telling her that I wanted to read the Bible, right? I'm an avid book reader. I'll read, like, four or five books a day. Not a day, I'm sorry, at a time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll read multiple books at a time. Like, okay, I'm bored with this one. I'll go to this one or whatever the case may be. And I was like, but I don't think I have the patience to sit down and read it. And she was like, no, that's a book you read over time. But the way she told me was, right, 
the Bible is a book just like any other book you read. It goes in chapters just like any other book you read. So read it in stories and get the story concept and then move to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, and each chapter has a theme. When she told me that, for some reason, growing up, we went to church. I mean, we I went to church every Sunday up until maybe I was about. 15 16 mm-hmm. like we were very we went every every sunday and um what was about to say but that was something that the concept didn't enter my mind because they give you those little piece bits and pieces that they agree with that kind of highlight oh, yeah. the message uh-huh. that they want to portray yeah right and granted we would be sitting in church forever if they had to read chapters i mean my goodness yeah. because yeah. it takes five minutes to read two <laughs> verses uh-huh. but how's it these okay you're like oh, okay mm-hmm. we would be in church word all by word today day okay. long yeah but it's important if they were to say speaking it speak about it in a bigger picture like you just did yeah. then you would be able to kind of yeah relate more mm-hmm. and you would also see, like you would see that there's people there's humans yeah in yes. the bible and yeah. they went through human emotion and so i i really learned to connect with the people in the bible mm-hmm. um to be able to like operate in what i needed to operate because i was like wait there are people in the Bible, they go through some of the same stuff we go through, and you have to use parallels. Because honestly, like, we're not going to have a flood like Noah. But you'll have a moment in your your life where you need to be separated or isolated or mm-hmm. set apart. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you have to use the parallels and get, like, kind of smart about it. But because of religion, I think that is a huge reason why mental health is looked at as a certain way. Because what do you mean you need a therapist when you got God? What do you mean you need a therapist? Yeah, just pray you about need somebody it. somebody to talk to when you have this? Like, how dare you go outside of the scope of who God is for that? Not realizing that I do believe that God created these resources. Yes. So that we not only find him through him, but we find him in other ways, too. And we find ourselves through these processes. Because, like, how would it be created if he didn't want it here? I'm sure if... Granted, I haven't read all the way through the Bible. You can tell me whether it's true or not. I'm sure (laughs) since the beginning of time, since before there was like actual historic record of it, there were therapists because people needed that. Maybe that like maybe it wasn't a specific job title, but there were people that maybe the community went to to talk to. Yeah, or, like friends yeah. and stuff. Right. Like, like, like people do you now. Yeah. <laughs> my home girl, you go let to. me call her up and like yeah. But it might like be an informal form of therapy, but mm-hmm. it's a thing that just, it's a natural human thing to want. When you vent to your friends, that's you yeah. kind of like a form of therapy. Yeah, because I think psych psychiatry means the healing of of the mind mm-hmm. i think like the greek the like root words of that is like mm-hmm. healing of mm-hmm. like mind and so like they they meant it to be that way but it ca- it became the medicating of the mind the medicating mm-hmm. of the mind like yeah. changing somebody's complete because you know they wouldn't medicate them more than they would actually try to heal mm-hmm. and i mean like that's a whole nother story it's like a whole band-aid fix for yeah. like the major yeah. and it's like no like if you would talk to this like they keep labeling a lot of kids ADHD. Yeah. Or and while, that is so... while some people have it, because I have it, while some people legit have it, most of the time, especially in, in a lot of underserved areas, it's not that they're ADHD, it's that they've been through so much trauma, they cannot focus in class. Mm-hmm. How can you when you like worrying about other stuff or all these things are replanning you, your when mind? When you're seven years old and you don't even know how to process the fact that y'all don't have power at your house right now exactly exactly and they you don't they I mean? don't they the don't stuff take that, that you into see every day in the streets or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be mm-hmm. the things that these kids may see at home they don't take that into consideration yeah. they just hand them a pill 
They it's a quicker them, fix. I mm-hmm. don't have to deal with the problem if they I just give you this pill. They hand them speed, pretty uh-huh. much. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's speed. Yeah. Ritalin and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Adderall, that's speed. They I remember when I was them. growing up in the fifth grade, there's this boy who had to take Ritalin. And I had no idea what it was. And we were all like, you on drugs? Like, what do you, you know? Like, it was just like this weird thing. <laughs> that's such thing. a fifth grade thing. Right, to like, oh, I didn't know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, nobody really sat down and explained, like, some kids, you know, Maybe they're too hyper, or maybe they just can't process some things, and so we have to regulate them, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are cer- there are people that do need medication, and you don't have to be on that medication for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There can be a season where you need. I know plenty of people that need anxiety medication mm-hmm. because it just helps them in the season, and eventually they were able to get off of it. Right. So I do believe that medicine does work in some. It's some necessary cases, sometimes, but like the way that they labeling these kids and placing like they're, they're so they're, quick. They're, yeah, they are not like taking the time to actually see what they the think problem by meeting is. with a child one week or two weeks, they're gonna know everything, and it's just okay. But you're, then they, the thing fixed. is, they also yeah, don't and they send use those, people. They use tests too mm-hmm. for it. But they also don't send people in that are sensitive to the culture or to the yeah. surroundings. Yeah. So, like, if they were to send, say, black caseworkers out to black areas that were trained to be sensitive to these things so they could actually make a full analysis, right, mm-hmm. to evaluate b- black families, then you might get a more true response. But you send in, like, Suzanne mm-hmm. from a fucking Gwinnett. <laughs> Like, she grew up in the <laughs> I know both you of y'all. You tried to play. Right? You tried to play. You tried it. Yeah. You know you tried to play. You tried it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you you sending somebody from an and, area who doesn't yeah. understand, who doesn't care to understand to evaluate these kids who are in circumstances that you'll never be able to grasp. And that's why they're trying to get to a point where they train, like, cult, they teach cultural competency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they're trying to do that. Cultural I mean, intelligence and emotional yeah. intelligence are two major things that are yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's the only to. way you can connect, really and truly. Yeah. But that's also a conditioning thing. A lot of people are sociopaths. What? <laughs> <laughs> Period. That went so left. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real. We're both like this. What? A lot Our of faces look, serious, bro, was like, 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 we were like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. A lot of people are sociopaths. Like, they really don't have any type of empathy. They don't, they can probably mimic the act of empathy for people that they they care about like knowing what their reaction is but a lot of times they don't know and if you think about the society that we're in people are conditioned to not give a damn we have video games that you just shoot and kill people so when kids grow up and they shoot and kill people and they keep going they shooting up to school and they just moving because they got them ak-47s on their video screen that they've been playing for hours a day since they were kids you know what i'm saying and these same people have grown up and been like deconditioned to like like have emotion yeah. and to know how to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they grow up and they get jobs and they make money and they're, they, you know, they live their lives or whatever the case may be. But then when it comes to like being actual, actually empathetic, because you've never really been through a hard time or a struggle mm-hmm. time, right? Everything's been handed to you. So when you get around people who like don't have what you have or live in different circumstances, as opposed to you looking at it as like, this is what society has created for these people. This is mm-hmm. unfortunate. Let me see what I can do to help these people. Or let me look objectively. They look at it from a lens of like, these people are fucking lazy. <laughs> she, he's a crack baby and his mama yeah. own crack. Yeah, and that's do. why you're, he acts right like that. that. So I'm going to give him Ritalin. Blah, blah. That's sociopathic yeah. behavior because you're stepping into these people's personal lives and making an evaluation that can change things forever. And you're not, you're not sensitive and you don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's why we need to make sure we get more black mental health professionals out yeah, there. Yeah, people yes. who know but how to be sensitive to <clears throat> other people's circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the more you get, because the, the way that, like... My therapist talks to me. It's like, wow, we just had like a sister circle. Like, <laughs> I, I need your therapist. Man, she's amazing. She is so amazing. My fr- my sister always says, "You really want to be her friend, don't you?" I say in real life, but I know that if she was my friend, she couldn't be my therapist. So no. you can't have both. So oh. no, I can't. <laughs> she can be my friend in my head, and that's it. <laughs> but like, yeah, I need that, her. Yeah, yeah, I need that. So I think it's important because it means something was. A black woman is sitting there talking to you, telling you when you like literally at your lowest point, mm-hmm. crying, mm-hmm. like because like things are so hard and you just don't understand what's going on. And they say, no, no, like seriously, I am so proud of you. Like you come in here, you do the work. Everybody don't do that. Like that means something. Mm-hmm. Like you walk away, like yeah, you right. Yeah, I did that. And I say that it doesn't mean something when white people say it, but I just think it just. Your, your people, you know, it hits different. Somebody, a black woman, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. saying that to you after you don't spill your heart out. You're like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I should be proud. You're right. <laughs> so thank you. Something. Right. Right. So clearly, all three of us have been to therapy before. Mm-hmm. Jasmine has told her story about therapy. Well, Jay New. Yeah. There we go. Jay <laughs> New has told, we have two Jasmine's, so I'm like, Jasmine, Jasmine. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> so I'm going to clarify. Yes. yes. So that's what I'm going to do. Jay New and JB. How okay. about that? Okay. Yes. So Jay New has gave us her story mm-hmm. about therapy. So I would like JB to share her story. Right. Okay. Yeah, because we all have different stories, and it's good for people to know, mm-hmm. especially when they're getting into therapy, because I know, like, you don't know what to expect. You, yeah. You're just walking in so here true. like, oh, okay, we're going to see how this goes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a very weird feeling, an odd experience, you know? So I want you to talk about. So I recently started therapy back in, like, January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, my job has a portal where you can, like, get three therapy sessions for free mm-hmm. and then you have to go from there mm-hmm. so I was like why not try it out I've never been to therapy I've wanted my parents to my dad to go to therapy for the longest and he's like no like our family don't need it you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. so um when I started going my therapist is a white woman she's really good at her job and even though like we're not obviously she's not black so we're not going to connect on that level mm-hmm. I feel like she helps me when it comes to like a lot of just my professional side and like what I'm truly uh, like my thoughts and how I'm trying to unpack, you know, my back. Is that where a lot of your stress comes from, work? Um, yes, I feel like I put a lot of stress on myself when it comes to work. Okay. Now, my job doesn't do that. They're, my director's very supportive. Like my coworkers are supportive. But for me, it's like I have to have things in my head the way the trajectory of what I want my career to look like. Mm-hmm. I really put a lot of pressure on that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning how to like let that go and let that control go. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first met with her, I like started boohoo and she was like, Hey, I'm Trish. And I was like, Oh, Jasmine. Like, <laughs> girl, it was so like, she was like, Whoa, like what Jasmine. is wrong with me? I didn't even know. And I'm not a super crier, but that day I must've been going through something. Cause I, <laughs> she said, oh, I'm Jasmine. I don't think I could get my she name. She was falling apart at the scene. Exactly, okay. girl. It was like, okay, we're unraveling. Like, it didn't take her long to get she me. She was I, like, okay. Yeah, all right. She was like, all right. She today. Was. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, because some of them ask, um, so what brought you to therapy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, I, you know, I've just been, you know, you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> so the fact that she was like, I am Jess. I'm telling you. She looked at me and was like, okay. So what's wrong? 
let's go with that. And I was like, I don't even know what's wrong. She's like, well, let's get to the deeper part of, you know, this and that. And she was asking me all these questions. But it was really great because I didn't realize how much, um, like, talking to your friends and, like, dumping on them can really, like, affect them, too, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Until I became that friend where I was being dumped on and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't deal with this. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. realizing that when I get off this phone, things are sticking to me and now I'm in my feelings Mm -hmm. or in my bag about something. Or now I want to go, like play phone tag and just call the next person so I could dump, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so she's been really helping me with that. That's, and that's a big like, thing that you just said, because I do that sometimes and I, I haven't caught myself in it, but I need to start. Yeah. Because somebody will spill on you and then like, you'll start getting in your feelings about something and so then you'll be like, I need to call somebody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was doing that. Calling and, uh, whoever until somebody Don't picks up. Page. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. And then I didn't realize how, one small thing was like a domino effect of other things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I was upset about, you know, say I woke up too late to get to work, that would be a domino effect to, okay, dang it, I spilled coffee on myself, now I'm really pissed. And this person just, it's like, yeah. everyone's going to get it in my past. Uh-huh. Rather than me just being like, okay, girl, like, calm down. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Talk to yourself, positive self-affirmations and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, on my mirror, I have, like, a, a quote in my mirror, you know, whatever. Like, you know, authentically live your life. Or mm-hmm. I just put little things in my mirror to kind of help me um, speak to myself better because yeah. I am not the nicest person. I don't think anybody is all, to, like, the yeah. time. Not all the time. You I have think, to train yourself to be yes, that way. Yeah. We're not conditioned to to do that because if you think about like as a kid if you do something wrong typically in black families I don't want to make assumptions you're chastised right yes mm-hmm. so like if you make a mistake or you do something wrong you're chastised and you feel like the I guess abnormal person for like making a mistake or doing something wrong mm-hmm. so you feel like you always have to be perfect as opposed to somebody like sitting you down ahead of time and being like it's okay to not be perfect baby I'm yeah. not either mm-hmm. right because you have this like small view of the world and you mm-hmm. think that I'm weird and everybody else lives their life like their life is perfect already mm-hmm. when really that's not the reality we all out here yes. like trying to figure it out exactly so, yeah. or you even know that you're not perfect and you're okay with that but at the same time it's like you have these this goal in mind or whatever the case may be and you don't know how to convey it right mm-hmm. you don't know how to like articulate it to someone so that you can truly not beat yourself up about that one mm-hmm. little thing over and over and over again yeah. and so like with her I'm learning to kind of um, be better with myself, celebrate myself more, uh-huh. mm-hmm. embrace the word no. Um, like like I said, I want to learn my boundaries as I like I'm yeah. definitely growing in my boundaries and knowing what they are and like trying to set those and mm-hmm. truly sticking with them too. Mm-hmm. I feel like we set That's boundaries. That's a big deal. Yes, I feel like we set boundaries and we're and not we're really like, well, like maybe, yeah, let me bend this one a little a bit. A boundary ain't supposed to slide. Yes, exactly. Levies ain't supposed to break, bro. They supposed to hold the water out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that on that. Exactly. Yep. So I'm learning that definitely with her. Um, and she's definitely making me think more, um, just deeper, like asking myself deeper questions rather mm-hmm. than like the surface level. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you today? No, no, truly. Let's get deeper than yeah. that, right. you know? Uh-huh. Um, and so I think that's why I got really into journaling too, because I realized when I was dumping on my friends and passing my negativity to them or my negative energy to them, like they're going to start the cycle of passing to other people too. Mm-hmm. So if I leave all that negative, nasty, just me, like whatever crap in my journal and close that book, it's like. Nothing can get out of there. It's done. Locked up. Sealed. I've gotten it out. Mm. That kind of thing. Yeah. So we're definitely working through that. But I do love my therapist. She's really great. But with Gwinnett, like, also comes different resources, too. So I feel like, um, like you said, you have a black therapist. Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of um, definitely helped you in the stage that you're in now. Yeah. I think as I get older, like, 
they'll definitely help me as I meet women in my community that mm-hmm. I work around that are black women that can actually talk to me about things um, that they've gone through at my age. And it's not just me saying like, well, I'm by myself on this island. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, definitely. So I definitely that's agree. my therapy uh, journey. Yeah. Fresh and new. <laughs> yeah. As long as you start. Super that's fresh. That's all that matters. <laughs> as long as you start. It don't matter when you start. Yeah. Just as long I get as you so do. excited when my friends go to therapy. I'm like, oh, you listen. Look at that. Yes. They're like, and I love it. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's hard though, ain't it? They're like, yeah. Definitely cried yesterday. I, I never, I never go into therapy inten- and like intending to cry. But, like, mm-hmm. sometimes she'll, like, say something, and I'm like, I didn't even realize how much, like, Girl, <laughs> it just came out guess. of me. Like, the moment she got on that screen. And it's so funny. One time she had tissue, and I was like, <laughs> she was, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was like, thanks. <laughs> like, for my therapist, we don't meet, like, person to person. Mm-hmm. We're on, like, a laptop. So I'm on a laptop. Like, we have, like, Zoom. Have you heard of oh, that program? Yeah. So um, she's located somewhere else. So, like, she is on a laptop where it's, like, FaceTiming, basically, or mm-hmm. Zooming or whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, I've been hearing about... Uh, yes, it's like, so awkward. I mean, first, I thought it was going to be awkward. What's the thing called that's on all the other podcasts? The therapy um, uh, app now. It's called Talkspace. Y'all oh, never heard okay. of it? Talkspace. I've heard it. I've so heard it's where it. you can, like, text or call or video... Uh, chat your therapist like at any time mm-hmm. this isn't an ad obviously no hashtag ad but <laughs> it's a great resource for people who don't have insurance because it makes therapy affordable you pay like a monthly fee or whatever the case may be um yeah it's a great option for people especially if you've never been to a therapist it can kind of ease you in because maybe you can do therapy from the comfort of your own home mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then maybe once you feel more comfortable you can move to going to somebody in person or if you don't want to you can be with them forever yeah because that's how my therapy um therapy sessions are so we're um definitely remote and it was awkward at first cause i thought how am i gonna do this like i thought you're supposed to be on a couch mm-hmm. you know talking to this woman with yeah. feelings and my whatnot. friend told me about that she did but those that. are great it's that great she was thinking about doing it it's actually really great it's not awkward at all like mm. you can do it on your own like at your you set the pace set the time um and wherever you are it's kind of like you have that connection with someone that you can talk to that's your yeah. therapist right because now actually like at different doctor's offices and stuff they have the option to do mm-hmm. a video option too. yes so they're like yes, if they you do. can't meet them in person I which i have tomorrow name. i have a video yes. <laughs> video call with my and that's um, therapist so good. tomorrow <laughs> that's so good for like people who work regular nine to fives like i work at nine eight to five monday through friday so if i go to other doctors i have to either take off or um take a longer lunch break or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be but if i can talk to you at my desk and just shut the door real quick or whatever the case may be cubicles however you guys are working out there mm-hmm. um that's great. Yeah, yeah. That helps very out convenient. with so much and very, very convenient. Yes, very convenient. So, very yes, convenient. go out there and get some remote living in your life. <laughs> some remote therapy in your life. Do whatever you do. Whatever, do whatever works, works for you. For you. <laughs> exactly. Because I was definitely nervous about that, but I was really glad that they offered that resource mm-hmm. um, for us. And like I said, it was something that I'd never done before. So, like, why not test it out? And I felt like for right now, since I don't know much about, like, what it's like to go to therapy, it's definitely a great way for me to, like, get my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'll share my story yes. now. <laughs> so, um, I started, I, I started therapy probably about three years ago. Yeah, about three years ago. Um, I, my first therapist was a black woman. One of my friends from high school referred me to her. And um, I went to her for maybe a year and some change. And then I got kicked off my parents' insurance. You know, that's the whole other story. That was a hard day. That was a very hard day. But 
So I got kicked off of their insurance, but before then, I was going to her. And um, she was a black woman. She was cool. She was an older black woman. She's mm-hmm. like 50, 60, you know? And um, she was necessary for the time being, right? I really appreciated her. She told, She taught me a lot about dealing with my parents and really um, exercising my patience. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when people try to take you to the edge, how to really kind of control the conversation. I learned a lot from her with that. Um, But a lot of times I didn't feel comfortable saying really how I was feeling. I mean, Mm. y'all know how I talk. Y'all know I'd be like, and bitch, I was motherfucking, like, you know, (laughs) you know, I'd be ready to say, like, I'd be be ready to go off. And Mm -hmm. like, I felt like, I had to be respectful. I felt like I couldn't really talk to you about men Mm -hmm. because I've never really had that relationship with an older woman ever to be able to like, so yeah, my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. So it felt really unnatural for me to ever, to like have any type of conversation with her Mm -hmm. about that. So um, I kind of found myself censoring myself, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize it till after. I was like, but not after, towards the end. And then I just kind of decided, well, I'll finish out my, you know, insurance with her. And then I'll, like, maybe I'll find another one later on. Because, mm-hmm. like, I can't afford one without insurance. Yeah. So, um, I I started doing a, a bit of the work before I went to her because of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Listening to podcasts, finding out you're not alone, finding out that, like, other people are going through the same exact things that yeah. you're going through. Mm-hmm. It also allows you to stop being so dramatic about your situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of started working and then she helped a little. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say a little. She helped a good bit. She was necessary for the time. And then after that, I did a lot of work on my own. And then um, I actually, this is a funny story. I started going to a therapist because I had an anxiety attack because this is necessary for me to say. I had an anxiety attack. Like, not an anxiety attack, a panic attack. I literally thought I was going to die. Like, they probably oh, no. should have called 911. They probably should have. I was in Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Me and Tempest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were in Amsterdam, and we missed our flight on the way back. And it was the craziest feeling. Like, okay, this is something that I really want to talk about. Because if anybody... I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And if anybody has never talked about this, they really need to know, right? Yeah. So... I felt like I lost control of myself. I felt like I was watching myself. Like I was out of it was an out of body experience. Mm. Like I literally was watching myself go through this. Like I was standing there looking at myself lose it on this. Like I was in a on a bench in the airport and I was like profusely sweating. I couldn't catch my breath. And Tempest thought I was having an asthma attack because I have asthma. Mm-hmm. So she gets out my inhaler. She's like giving it to me and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to die in Europe. Like, my mom is going to have to come and get me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, they got to call my mom and tell her where I'm at. Like, I'm panicking. From missing a flight? Girl, it Girl. was like, it was like, okay. Did they so, make you pay? Yeah, we did have to pay. So, oh, yeah, it was just like, I was off. It was my first year in my doctorate program. Mm-hmm. I missed the first week of school to go there. I bought the ticket by mistake, honestly. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to roll with it. And oh, like, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to roll with it. I was missing the first week of class. So, like, you know they have a, how they have a policy. Like, if you miss more than this many classes, then, you know, you'll be dropped. You'll be dropped. Or you'll fail or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm thinking of that. And I'm like, they're going to kick me out of the program. Because I really didn't, like, it, I was just starting. Mm-hmm. 
And then obviously, like now I'm about to graduate, and my classmates they be they miss the whole couple weeks weeks of school. They be like, oh, I'm in Brazil, and it'd be like, oh yeah, such and such is in Brazil. <laughs> like we'd be like, what the fuck? Like what kind of grad so pack- nonchalant, like, like by the way, <laughs> what kind of financial <laughs> aid package they got? Can I um right. can I scoop that? Like right. yeah, but. So it was a very stressful time, right? I was, I was like losing it. So I'm in this airport and I'm just like, we have to stay another night. We don't have nowhere to stay. Like this, cause it was a layover. Mm-hmm. So it was just all types of things running through my mind. And it sounded like a bunch of people were whispering in my ear, mm. saying different things. It sounded like at least 20 different people just. Mm-hmm. Like and I couldn't really make out what they were saying, and I couldn't really hear anything. But I could see everyone. Like Tempest was trying to calm me down. The people were like, "You can't lay right here. This is not where you can lay. Like this is not a sleeping area." Oh, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to get myself together." And I wasn't. People have different. Like they scream and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, a, like outward type of person. So they really probably just thought I was like tired and trying to go to sleep. But I was like having a panic attack. I couldn't even. I couldn't even make words. I was just like, okay. <laughs> like I was like shaking and everything. Oh it was bad. Goodness. And so um, I had this really strong feeling. Like I was like, I have to throw up. So somehow I kind of gathered myself together, right? And I'm walking. I walked myself to the bathroom. Like it was far. It was like down the stairs, like down a couple levels, <laughs> like down the hallway, y'all. Nice. It was like a nightmare for real. Like literally, I'm like holding on to the wall trying to make myself like get there. And, um... So I get to the bathroom and I'm like dry heaving because I can't throw up because I haven't really eaten anything. I don't think, girl, it was just terrible. I get back. By the time I get back, after I like get like on my way back, I started to feel better. Right. It wasn't completely like gone, but I felt way better. Yeah. And um, I get back. And at this point, Tempest has already booked our return flights. She done booked the hotel for us to stay at for the night. Like, (laughs) oh, and then, oh, y'all, let me not forget. Right. No, real friends. Like, I fucking love her. Shout out to her. Because in an emergency, I'm usually the person that's like, we got to fix this. And she really didn't like seamlessly step in. But this was another thing our luggage was gone like our luggage went on the plane Uh, and And we had our carry-ons and we didn't pack them right because we were just like yeah we gonna like go and then like catch the plane and head back like we didn't have any like backup plan that's the worst especially overseas two or three pairs of drawers yes and 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 an outfit yes and at least leggings or something in your care. Fam, and I Baby know that I was a flight attendant before little, I even little, went to there. Packet, yeah. Yeah, you you supposed down. to get yourself together. I don't like. I literally, it was a bad. It was bad. It was all bad. You so right. um, we ended up finding a store. Like, there's a mall in the airport in the Amsterdam airport. It's nice as fuck. But we found this like nice ass European dollar store and we went and bought all our stuff there like they had like legit pajamas like stuff that I still have that's like Mm -hmm. nice as fuck like so I was like pajamas toothbrush whatever we needed but Mm -hmm. that was bad that was really bad and so I talked to my mom and I didn't really know what it was like not didn't really I had no clue what was wrong with me Mm -hmm. um but my mom I, I ended up telling her at some point, and she was like, oh, yeah, like, that's normal. And I'm like, huh? That that don't seem normal, bitch. What you mean? Like, <laughs> I felt like I was going to die. Like, yeah. you telling me that's normal? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm supposed to live this kind of life. Like, <laughs> right. Can I get something? Oh, can, you, can you give me an alternative? Yeah. Like, what did you do? Like, she, 
<laughs> Bam. It was she literally lent no help. So normal. Like, girl, please, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, we had that in our family. Yeah. And then you find out that it's like a generational thing. You're exactly. Like, that would have that'd have been nice to know. That would have been nice to know. <laughs> Can I get a heads up next time? <laughs> yeah. Like thank something. You. Right. <laughs> So shortly after that, I um, I spoke to my friend from high school, and she suggested my first therapist. Okay. So that's who I went to. Um, I went to her for a while, like I said before, and I stopped going because I felt like every visit I was just complaining, right? Like, I'm a fixer. I need action items. I don't want to come and just, like, talk about my problems, and then you'd be like, okay, that was cute. All right. Well, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's mm-hmm. get you scheduled or whatever the case may be like. Mm-hmm. I want to actually have something to work on in the meantime so I can see myself progressing and you can like point that out to me as well. Um, so I waited a while and then my therapist that I have now actually found him on Twitter. Um, we'll put his description, his information in the description box. Um, Cecil Walker, he's a black man and he is amazing. Like he's actually black man. He's about our age, late twenties, early thirties. And he's amazing. He's just so insightful, so wise, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And he's very, like, patient and a very calm type of demeanor. So I'll be in my sessions and be talking to him like, and let me tell you what this bitch said, Cecil. (laughs) And he'll just be like, he's cracked up. I think he thinks I'm funny. And then, like, sometimes I'll be like, I wish a motherfucker would. Like, I really just be in there talking crazy. (laughs) And he just lets me. He just lets me be myself. (laughs) And he listens to exactly what I have to say. And, you know, if I'm wrong, he'll let me know when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. If I'm right, he'll let me know where I'm right. He tells me where I could have handled situations differently mm-hmm. and how to handle them in the future when mm-hmm. things come about, you know. And it's really helped me. And I look in retrospect, right, and I see how beneficial it's been because times, like, things repeat themselves, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, God gives you tests and trials throughout your life. And sometimes, if you haven't learned a lesson, he'll just keep repeating the same lesson mm-hmm. over yeah. and over. He'll kick. He'll run that shit back. Yeah. Back to back you to sure back will. until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so... The same situations might come up, and I react completely different to how I would have reacted yeah. before. Oh, yeah. The things that have how you know you've grown, right? It's yeah, a testament of your growth, right? Yeah. The things You're that like, wow, I really, I'm surprised myself at this right? point. <laughs> you just serve ice cream. Wow. And you like, bitch, you, you did that. Come on, oh, you want cookie? Right? Remember okay. that? You want to hear a cookie? <laughs> Girl, let's go to TJ Maxx. You deserve a new pot in the okay. kitchen because because come on, because come on, somebody. Yeah. But yeah, when you're going through something. And, those, and then you respond differently. Those are, like y'all said, indicators of your growth. And those mm-hmm. are the things that make the huge difference. Because the things that have you completely out of sorts. Yeah. You just don't know how to deal with yourself. And mm-hmm. then, like, it might happen again. And you're like, oh, that's no problem. It ain't no yeah. problem. You know, yeah. it ain't no problem. Or you identify <laughs> patterns earlier. That's a big thing I learned from therapy. With yeah. dealing with other people. Identifying patterns. Mm-hmm. And learning how to just kind of, like, deal with it. Like, yeah. you know what? People like something that I learned is and I'm sure y'all get this because we all have this same type of energy. But people who have like great energy, there are people that they subconsciously they they're drawn to you. People are drawn to people with great energy. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're drawn to you and then they essentially suck your energy, but they don't know it. Right? It's not a sub. It's not a conscious thing. Sometimes it is. I mean, it's just it's just about like being a light. Mm-hmm. So that you, when you think about a light and darkness, like moths, 
but any anything gets to it. Yeah. It's not just like the things that they need or want. It's like uh-huh. things that just want to be by the light. Right. And so you have to recognize that you are when you are light, like, okay, I'm That's a light. That's a big thing. I need a boundary. Yes. Yeah. Um, because if I don't, I'm not gonna have anything left for myself. You're gonna be yes. drained. Yeah. I, You're gonna I, be drained. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I had And I know all like three that. of us are like that. Yeah. And I didn't learn that until somebody told me that. Yes. Until my therapist told me that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I mean people might have told me that before. Uh-huh. But I didn't really believe it until somebody, like y'all said, that don't know you, <laughs> that don't know you. Have a body. Like I'm first, the, our first meeting, he told me so much about myself that I might have suspected, but I also doubted, like the fact that I'm a light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he literally told me he was like, "You have a personality that people are drawn to." I mm-hmm. can tell already, and yeah. he was like, he was just saying that is something that people can also take advantage of, and you have to learn to be cognizant mm-hmm. of those things and learn how to your sense of discernment has to be strong essentially and you have to be able to identify those patterns and say Mm -hmm. you know what i don't really like the way i'm being treated and sometimes when you're light you're used and just as black women we're conditioned to be nice right you can't like say anything against somebody or you can't open your mouth or be too loud or you can't take up too much space Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's a big thing yeah so if somebody's not doing doing something wrong by you you feel timid about coming out about how you feel Mm -hmm. so if somebody says something to you that you don't like as opposed to you being like you said something and i don't like the way you said it let's talk about it you either don't say anything about it you try to deal with it and you eventually just get angry about it and it comes out maybe years down the line or you just decide to stop talking to that person you know what i mean and that's Mm -hmm. how we're conditioned or used to dealing with things Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's healthy. No. That's definitely not healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's healthy at all. I mean, I feel like maybe there are people who at some point consciously decide, like, okay, I'm just going to do this, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But for the majority of people, it's a very, like, subconscious thing to kind of... Well, I just, I, I just feel like whatever you give people, they're going to continue to come back to get True. It. So if you continue to give out advice, you continue to be there for people. If you continue to be that backbone for everybody, don't be surprised when they just expect you to continue to be that. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that you have to realize as you're growing as a woman is I used to do that, but I'm mm-hmm. no longer that person. Mm-hmm. And like kind of trying to reintroduce yourself to your friends. Like that's not kind that, of. That's a bad <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's not a kind of. Yeah, it's a like, whole ass nice to meet you. Yeah, I can't. I am Kivori. Yes. yes. Like, I'm not the same. Con- I'm not the same from try it today it's yeah. not gonna work yeah. we're not doing that so ladies yeah. what are some tools that our people at home can kind of take with them while they're setting their boundaries for their mental health when it comes to their friends and their careers and things like that i think you need to like really become self-aware enough to know what you can handle okay and what you can take and starting to notice the shifts in your energy around people and when things happen to you because, like, your body tells you what's happening all the time, like, around you. And I don't think we listen to our body or our minds or those instincts enough to know, okay, that affected me. Mm-hmm. I should probably do that differently next mm-hmm. time. Or I really didn't like when they said that. Why does that trigger me? Mm-hmm. And going all the way back. Mm-hmm. What I realized, because I was talking to a friend today, and we were just talking about, like, friendships and how people will say things to you that kind of offend you or hurt your feelings. And it's like they're not self-aware enough to go as deep as you do about the thing that they just said to you. And it's like, woo, yeah. like, how do you even, like... And they take how a get to it. Yeah, they were like, oh, you're attacking me. And it's not, yeah. I'm not attacking you. I'm telling you what it is, and I'm telling you why it made me mad. Exactly. And you are not comfortable with that truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. 
a lot of people are not there yet. So I, I think for me, like I had to become like really self-aware and like start noticing stuff and start like, no, I was like, okay, let me write that down or let me, that's something that I need to make sure that I say. And so when I started getting to that point, I was like, all right, now I can set boundaries. Now I know what is, and it's still hard because honestly, you've been living the way that you've been living longer than the way that you're trying to change to. Yeah. So it's like, of course, that's a habit. Like you're going to automatically go there, but like making sure that you become aware enough to be in a place to be like, okay, y'all, that doesn't work for me. I don't want to do this. The last time they called me, they dumped so much stuff on me i barely could breathe the next you know what i'm saying like yeah you have to start like noticing that and like getting to a point where you i started changing my conversation okay like you mm. couldn't just call me and put stuff on me i'd be like well i'm doing well like out the blue oh i'm so sorry i know Oh, you was, because you literally call it out like that and they really oh, I'm, see, I'm doing see so people well. i deal with when they, they like, would be wanna, like when they want to go there, when they yeah. want to vent, it's just like oh, a Oh, it's, mo- a, it's a like a freaking valve, and it just it just ends mm-hmm. up opening. But also, a lot of my friends start reading my posts, and they was kind of like, wait, Jasmine really is a strong friend. Like, we really haven't been checking on her. We do think she's okay, and we don't. And so it started getting to a point where people became more aware of, like, how are you? You know how some people will spill something off and then ask you how you doing? Yeah. And you be like, you know, I'm fine. Right. I'm, like, my Eddie got much really to say. Yeah. Eddie got much to say no more. Yes. So I started just getting to a point and also recognizing like, okay, I need to lessen my communication with the people that only drop things off on me. Mm. They don't even know that they're doing it and I probably made it easy for them to do that. Mm-hmm. But now, let me make it harder. Let me like create this boundary in this space yeah. so they don't feel the need. Now, I think a majority of my friends know to call me if they ever need something you ever need prayer or you need to be guided somewhere or you Mm -hmm. just want somebody to hype you up you can call me i think everybody or if you need a good read yeah yeah and i'll read you yes (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like you know what this is i think this is this (laughs) um so i'll always be there uh for my friends but i do want them to know like you know i go through stuff too and like i can't be that person and i've gotten to a point where i'd be like hey you know what will really help you? Therapy. And, like, I will, like, try to help them. And for some people, that offends them because they're like, wait, what you trying to say? Like, you trying to say, like, I'm that yeah. bad, I need therapy. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you what helped me. And you're starting to sound like I used to sound, so I just want to guide you to where you need to go. Exactly. Because I'm not a therapist. And it, I had gotten to a point where I was like, I'm going to start invoicing these niggas because I'm tired <laughs> of people calling me. Because I was like, I, I just want... I I didn't feel like I had somebody that I could always, you know, go to. Because yeah. once again, when you have friends your age, y'all going to do the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. What can you really pour into each other? Like, some of us can do something if we just walked out of that situation. but We but don't have much part, wisdom. We have the same level of wisdom. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I started getting older friends. Okay. Older women that pour into my life. I would ask them, like, how did you deal with this when you were 25? And, like, what does this look like when you were 20? And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. And so they'll start to pour into you. But I put boundaries up a long time ago. And, no, not a long time ago. It was probably, like, a year or two ago. It was just like, I can't do this. Because I had to look at my life and say... What are you dealing with? Everybody else's stuff. Not mm-hmm. your own. And, like, it's easy to deal with everybody else's stuff. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it helps you avoid what you're exactly. going through. You don't have to avoid it yourself. And, and so people love that. I don't mm-hmm. care what nobody say. We, the, the main person that be the main one that everybody called to talk to, they be like, man, I'm so tired of everybody calling me. 
I'm also tired of it, but they're going to answer it every exactly. time. Every single time. And so it's like, you yes, know. Yes, you got to stop picking up the phone. <laughs> That's the thing I had to stop doing. I don't like, I used to pick up my, now I am the person, like, usually if you call me, I'm going to pick up the phone. But sometimes I had to, like you said, recognize those people that are only calling you to get off what they need to when get they off. they need something, they never, there they, are times where I, you know that you got to be there for your friend. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, this is a season I need to be there for them. Cool, that's fine. I, I'm not, I'm not going to even tell them what's going on with me. Like, yeah, I'm right. going to be there for them. But if they consistently doing that yeah. and never asking you how you doing, nah. That's like a, what do they call it? Like in science where it's like a, parasitic relationship yeah you're the host and you're just allowing all of this stuff to happen and you're never getting what you need mm-hmm. I, we trying to look for mutualism at this point yeah, <laughs> like, I we talk, need, sim- talk about symbiotic relationships all the time yeah mm-hmm. and that's the best like that's the best type of situation to be in because not only do you feed it it feeds you yeah so that goes with friendships and relationships and everything yeah. that's you have to identify those people who are beneficial to you and you're beneficial to them mm-hmm. you guys are mutually mm-hmm. beneficial to one another and keep those people around right mm-hmm. and just as you say how you draw boundaries with people who constantly pull from you mm-hmm. say okay at some point every time that person's calling you you have to be like oh i'm fine how are you like mm-hmm. since you like oh i'm fine thanks for asking or whatever appreciate it yeah eventually you're just gonna be like okay girl i don't want to pick up the phone when they call you you get stressed out and you have to identify those things yeah and somebody there's something on social media was saying wash your energy mm. around certain people and that meant like if something shifts in you or if you feel like fatigued after you talk to them mm-hmm. that means something like your like I y'all bodies tell us yeah. so much so much that we don't listen you just have to listen it will it's so in like your body is the perfect machine mm-hmm. that's that's my fir- favorite thing to call be it like no 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 that ain't what you want if all of a sudden every time he leave your back start hurting bitch and it's not because he blew it out oh my god I cannot there's a problem okay that's real though He's stressing you out. <laughs> if every time your friend call you or your friend come to your house and she leave and you mad because you got to clean up after she leave or you or you got to call somebody and vent about her visit because it wasn't a pleasant one. Yeah. Every single time you got to let that shit go, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and not that I'm you so got to just cut people off. You just got to be like, look, you can't come to my space. You can't be in my space. You anymore. just got to start separating yourself and a lot of i think millennials feel the need to have conversations for everything when some things don't need a conversation you don't have you to always explain yourself no you know you knew what you did and when there, you did are, it. there are some things that do need conversations but i think for the most part when it comes to kind of like setting yourself apart or kind of like backing up from certain things there doesn't need to be an entire conversation hey this is why i'm doing this now if somebody asks you mm-hmm. hey so what's up you want to know? Okay. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you ready for this truth? Cool. Yeah. But like, everything doesn't need to be a conversation. You don't have to sit there and be like, it's cut off season. Oh my new goodness. Me, new friends. <laughs> I'm going to be deleting some people. I'm sorry. I'm not, time. If you made it this far, then you don't got to do that. Not so that you're making is for attention. Just some things are better left unsaid. Yeah. You don't like, always have to explain yourself in no. a situation. People, oftentimes when people do wrong by you, they know they did wrong. Mm-hmm. And you and say if you feel like the the conversation is worth having because the relationship is worth I guess fighting for or worth the conversation and if you don't get 
a good response that someone is like basically someone's not open to have the conversation like you were describing mm-hmm. before let that shit go yep. yeah yeah you yeah. can't force anyone to have a conversation. You okay. can't. And you can't. And stop sometimes it's not even worth happen. it. It's not. Like, sometimes think, that's yeah. more energy draining yes. than anything else. Yeah. Like, I think putting we, more in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I think we want truth. Mm-hmm. Thinking or mm-hmm. I want to, I want honesty. So true. Thinking, thinking that it's gonna, that be what it's we gonna hear. help you, but yeah. like it doesn't. Like, and that's the whole thing about closure too. Yes. Like you have to get closure on your own. Like closure. Sometimes people would say, "I want closure because you, you want that door still open. You want that door still open. That's why you want closure. Yes. It's like, but you want, it's just a I, need, bit. I need to know why. Right. And I just don't understand. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and you sometimes you got to take some signs for what they are. What I realize is, for the most part. When people outstay their they're welcome, they're welcome mm-hmm. in your life, that means that their date is expired, mm-hmm. and you will start to see signs that you have never seen before. Mm-hmm. And you, when you, and you get mad when you see those signs, but like the whole time. In your mind, you're like, but I was supposed to been cut them off. I was supposed to. Right. I actually knew this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, just like inspiring milk, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. It don't even look like the same milk. It starts gaining all that stuff on it. Mm-hmm. It's the same with expired relationships and friendships. Wow, you outstayed your welcome. Like, I knew this. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to hold on. You knew this. And so, like, you have to start, like, listening to your, like, I know I need to listen to my intuition. I need to start trusting the voice inside myself. It didn't some, feel right. Yeah, something didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And I still did it. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, I know I should have listened to myself. And, like, I told myself, that I was like, I got to get to a point where I stop saying that. I should have listened. I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I I should. The moment I met them, I felt that. You have to start listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, that's, like, a huge part of not only mental health, but of becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, I trust my voice. Yeah. She actually hasn't led me wrong. And, like, when you start doing that, I think you, you be able to na- you're able to navigate life in a better way. And then it's like not even necessarily trusting your trusting your intuition. That's a huge part of it. But acting on it, right? Yeah. Because you mm-hmm. might trust and it be like, oh, it don't feel right. But then you still letting that person come to your mm-hmm. house. You still letting them spend time around you. You still trying to be nice about it. Fuck that. Yeah. And like you said, somebody is funny because one of my friends we were talking about. Um, actually, one of my line sisters we were talking about me and my ex, like not too long ago, and she was like, "How did you deal with that? Did you get closure?" I said, "Fuck closure. I close myself." <laughs> okay I don't need to meet with that nigga for him to tell me how the fuck we fall apart I knew you wasn't shit I figured it out we weren't cohesive whether however the shit ended we were not cohesive it was not a symbiotic relationship it's over that's it and we move forward because there's better and, things out there and some people can do that very easily some mm-hmm. can I was about to say you have and, to work yourself to that because I didn't used to be able to do that I will say that and so, now, now I can I think it's so now sometimes it's like easier saying things yeah. than <laughs> doing it because I myself you know sometimes I get caught up in this yeah. like but 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 telling myself all yeah. these buts and it's like no girl stop yeah yeah like bring it back to reality like mm-hmm. like you knew this was gonna happen or you knew he was you, like this or you, you knew felt this. this you felt it in your spirit yeah. and that's what it is yeah. it ain't like you just got this little, little hair raised on your uh-huh. arm and you're like it's like, no, it's like I in know. your spirit you were you uncomfortable know. and yeah. you just let it you just and you just kept letting it go swept it under the rug or didn't even like address it you knowing. gave it the benefit yep. of the doubt fuck yep. the benefit and the yep. doubt yeah so as we yeah. get older 
these things will definitely I mean you gotta start talking to yourself like yes. your girlfriend like you how, like you would talk to a friend right mm-hmm. yes. how you said no girl uh uh-uh, uh we gonna stop right there mm-hmm. you had to cut yourself off I did yeah. cause if not you'll start spiraling I'm telling you and it'll become right worse and down. worse yep. and you'll just keep allowing the same patterns to happen so yeah yeah I love that yeah as we um I don't have any more questions. I feel like I was sitting here just like taking it all in because I mean, Jasmine, Jasmine, Jamie, really? love you are very wise. Like oh, I'm so serious. Like wow. there was a lot of things you were saying, and I was like, I don't have anything to say to this. I'm just gonna, <laughs> like I'm opening myself up for the blessing because God will speak to you in a lot of different ways. Mm. You know. Um, so yeah, that's a word. All well. right, church. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we had church today. Should, but this topic is going to go I mean it can go on for days and it's going to go on for years honestly and mm-hmm. I love it and Jasmine it I hope you come to. back yes. because we truly enjoyed you um, yes. and thank you so much for really like thank you for being win. our first guest yes, yes, exactly. yes anytime, anytime so Kavo give us some resources um, that we can utilize as we continue on this journey of mental health mm-hmm. yes yes okay so um, one place or i would say a place because there's a website and instagram and a podcast so we're just going to call it a place like it's in it you know an area that we would visit um is therapy for black girls so therapy for black girls is the instagram it's the name of the podcast and therapy for black girls.com is the name of the website they have a directory on there that goes by state and city so if you're looking for a therapist in your area i believe most of them are black women if not all of them go search through that directory and see what you find you can find somebody that's within your network um and also um something to look into just a sidebar for insurance purposes sometimes check with your insurance company but if someone is out of network you can pay out of pocket and get a super bill at the end so say after like a month or so they'll give you a bill of all like your sessions and then you send it into your insurance company with the super bill paperwork or whatever and then they reimburse you so if you wanted to go someone that was out of your network just check with your insurance carrier and see if they offer that because a lot of them do okay okay um, the second one is therapyforblackmen.org and their Instagram is therapyforblkmen. So that'll be good also for the guys out there listening. And last thing was, um, if you can't afford therapy or you don't have insurance, look for a, a university mm-hmm. close to you that has a counseling or psychology program because a lot of those students are in their PhD, getting their PhD or earning their PhD, and they um, charge on the sliding scale based off of income so you can pay what you can afford. And um, last little note, if you go to the school, if you are a student at the school and you go to counseling service or psychology services or however they have it named, the school usually gives you eight to ten free sessions per, is it per year or per semester, Jasmine? is per i think it's throughout your four years because i don't think they expect um you to come that many times you to come that many times because people don't utilize them all right that's true yeah check with your school because it might be different depending on the university Mm -hmm. but that's like the general note that we have so far but those are a few uh, resources out there for you guys i hope this conversation that we had really uh gave you some tips i know it fed my heart it fed my soul yeah i was so tired and i really feel like i have energy after Mm -hmm. 
girls mm-hmm. talking about that. I feel like I have a major work to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, it can feel like that. But I think uh, one thing, one of the biggest things you can take away when it comes to mental health is you have to have grace with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. You know, understand like this takes time. I am changing. I am growing. I cannot expect to ever arrive to this place. I just have to keep going. So, yeah, I love I that. That's a big thing. Yeah. My cousin's a therapist, and um, she was like, I'm just letting you know, once you unpack, you can't stop. Girl! Because, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I had a mental breakdown, what, like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. I called Kavori, like, ah! And, I mean, my cousin was just like, I mean, you're unpacking. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going to happen when you unpack a whole box you've been closing for so long? Mm-hmm. Like, you just been packing shit in there. I mean, seriously, just taping box. it up. Yeah. And tape, you know, so... I love that. That yeah. was a good one. Grace yeah. is definitely important. Yes. You ready to get into Taste of the Week? Taste of the Week. Okay, now Taste of the Week. Taste of the Week. Okay. Taste of the Week. Taste of the Week. So, this week. We have an Atlanta restaurant because we've been giving y'all, you know, some places out of the state. We still are going to have some. Our restaurant for Taste of the Week this week is an Atlanta restaurant, and it is called Taste Buds Atlanta. So they spell it Taste, T-A-S-T-E, and this is one word, Buds, B-U-D-D-Z, ATL. Okay? Okay. Taste Buds ATL. It's 1749 Columbia Drive, Decatur, Georgia, 30032. The restaurant itself is so adorable. The people that work there are so nice. And the food is actually really good. And um mm. it's actually it's on the east side. That's where I'm from. East side. East side. But it's um it's on the east side and um I had actually never been there and a lot of times like I get frustrated in my on my side of town because there is not like good food options right Mm -hmm. it's like american deli if you want a hot dog if you want some popeyes or something we got that but if you want a salad or a grilled chicken sandwich or something like you're gonna have to go to a restaurant to get that there's nowhere Mm -hmm. out here that serves a rice bowl unless Mm -hmm. it's chipotle Mm -hmm. right so this is not not far from my house at all and their signature dish is a rice bowl so you pick your meat and they have like a rice and then you pick your veggies and then they put cheese on it and they serve it in a pineapple Ooh, wow. that sounds isn't good. that so cool yeah they serve it out. in a pineapple and um i got the chicken bowl i didn't get it in a pineapple but of course you can and they have a sauce called the taste bud sauce it's their signature sauce it's so good make sure you get it mm-hmm. i also got wings because i was being a fat ass that day i didn't even finish <laughs> all that food i don't know my stomach is, I mean, my eyes are always bigger than my stomach, but <laughs> the wing, I gave the rest away and my dad said it was delicious. So, you know what I'm check. saying? Yeah. Um, and the bowl itself is great. They have healthy options. I love it. And they have this lemonade, right? They make like a lemonade slushy type of drink mm. and it has like a scoop of like sorbet in it and like. I don't even know what's in it, but it's so good. And it's called, the one I had, I think they change it each week, was a pineapple lemonade, but it was red. I don't know, but it was good. Yeah. I'm not asking no questions, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but please go out there, check them out. Yes. It's, um, if you get off early, go over there because they close earlier in the, like, around like dinner time i think so make sure you get there early i'm sure this episode is gonna be long we've been in here for a long time but this was a necessary conversation it was very good but thank y'all again like i said so much for listening thank you for tuning in every week thank you for 
to the people who download and subscribe. Yes, thank you The so people much. who post us every single Monday morning. We thank love you. you. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> AKA Big Red. AKA. The real ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jay New Love, tell us where we can find you. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Jay New Love. Um, and I have a website, www.jaynewism.com. And yeah, follow me and all things Jay New. Yes. You will see on my page. So let her she has some spirit. little uh, like TED Talks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little small ones. Look, I, I might, I might bring some bigger ones later on. All yeah, I'm saying I is just wait. how she sat here and read us <laughs> for <laughs> filth. Okay, she gonna read you for filthy. You are gonna be like, I'm gonna need you to at me next time. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my god, so many people tell me that. I think it's somebody. Like, I wow, swear to God, just just mention me next. I'll be like, okay. I swear, I'll be like, <laughs> uh, Jasmine, stop calling me out. Stop calling <laughs> me does. out. Stop telling all my business to these people who don't She's know like, me. Will you tell Jasmine to stop calling me? Out? <laughs> <laughs> something that I'm like well girl she's calling me out so i don't even know how to like address it. <laughs> telling you yes yes but definitely check her out y'all she's amazing she's an amazing human being as i know y'all have already heard over your digital so airway yes her information will definitely be in the description box below follow us on our journey on instagram at becoming she underscore that's b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g-s-h-e underscore and send us questions and shit bro talk to us okay. <laughs> please <laughs> goddamn cause I mean we cool talking to each other but we wanna talk to y'all too exactly hello y'all be downloading our shit y'all ain't gonna talk to us that fuck <laughs> anyway I cannot send us some shit at becomingshelive at gmail.com that's b-e-c-o-m-i-n-g s-h-e-l-i-v-e at gmail.com thanks for tuning in guys we love you we love you guys bye bye, bye. Bye.